1: OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at bloomberg.com/techsf.
2: Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager,
1: and I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today.
2: We begin with breaking news overnight. Donald Trump now faces a new set of criminal charges. For the fourth time, a prosecutor has issued an indictment against the former president, this time in Fulton County, Georgia, over efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Eighteen co-defendants are also facing charges, including former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis says she is charging all 19 defendants under the state's racketeer law.
1: The indictment alleges that rather than abide abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result.
2: Fulton County DA Fannie Willis says she has authorized arrest warrants for the former president and his 18 co-defendants. They have until August 25th to surrender.
1: Well, Nathan Reaction is pouring into this latest indictment, Jeannie sheehan Zeno is a political contributor for Bloomberg. This is a screaming indictment. It is long and it is detailed, but she said in her comments, you have a right to challenge the election in court, but you cannot engage in a criminal racketeering activity to overturn the results. And that's what all of these 19 individuals, including the former president and Rudolph Giuliani, Mark Meadows and others, are charged with. Jeannie Shehan Zeno notes the charges include 161 specific acts of racketeering by the former president. Bloomberg Law host June Grasso says some are questioning the timing of the late night indictment. I am really surprised as to why she decided that she had to do a press conference at 11, you know, 45 at night when, you know, most people are not going to be watching, people who are interested in this. And also it feeds into the Trump theory or the Trump allegations that this is happening all so fast and she's wrapping it up. And it's just an indication that she's not taking the time, even though we know that she took two and a half years. Bloomberg law host Jim Grosso says the charges carry a minimum sentence of five years in prison and a maximum of 20.
2: Karen, Jeff Duncan is among those who testified before the Fulton County Grand Jury. He is a Republican and the former lieutenant governor of Georgia. Duncan spoke to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution outside the courthouse.
0: This is a pivot point for this country to do something more than just stew on the, on, on the 2020 election cycle, right? We're either going to, as Republicans, take our medicine and realize the election wasn't rigged. Donald Trump was the worst candidate ever in the history of the party, even worse than Herschel Walker.
2: Former Georgia Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan testified before the Fulton County Grand Jury after receiving a subpoena earlier this month. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide
1: on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App and Bloomberg.com. This is
2: Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And once again, former President Donald Trump faces criminal charges over efforts to overturn the 2020 election. This latest indictment comes from Fulton County, Georgia, and it includes 18 co-defendants. District Attorney Fannie Willis is accusing all of them of violating state racketeering law.
1: To accomplish the illegal goal of allowing Donald J. Trump to seize the presidential term of office beginning on January 20th, 21.
2: DA Fannie Willis announced the indictment late last night. She says she hopes to try the former president and the 18 others within six months, and she's giving them 10 days to surrender. For more, we're joined now by Greg Valliere, chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments. Your reaction, Greg, to the indictment and the timing? Well,
3: good morning, Nathan. I I would say that The biggest problem of all is that they cannot get this done in six months or less uh, despite uh, what she said Uh, i think that if once you factor in appeals next year it, it could be election day november 5th of uh next year before there's any resolution with this many cases this many indictments a decent percentage will drag into late 2024 you could have a president Uh, or president-elect who's been found guilty.
2: Let's talk about this indictment specifically. We have 18 co-defendants along with the former president. They're facing 41 counts, accused of 161 specific acts in furtherance of a conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election. It sounds a lot more sweeping than even what we heard from the special counsel, Jack Smith, in a similar case.
3: Yeah, it really does. And I think that uh, in all of these cases, there's a common theme, and that is that the prosecutors want to get some plea bargains. Of the 18 people who were charged yesterday in Atlanta, I think there's a decent chance that two or three or four will cut a deal and make things even more difficult for Donald Trump.
2: Does that add to the difficulty that you're implying here, uh, in terms of the timing? If we do start to see some of these co-defendants uh, potentially make a deal and potentially line themselves up as witnesses against the former president,
3: it's it's entirely possible. I think that the prosecutors know that a lot of these. Uh Potential slippers, as you might say, uh, don't want to spend their late 70s in jail, and that's entirely possible for somebody like Rudy Giuliani. So, yeah, I, I think there's a high likelihood that at least some of them will flip.
2: What do you make of the the scope of the investigation here? It took two and a half years for Fannie Willis to bring these charges that were highly anticipated. And it looks from the indictment that it goes well beyond that infamous uh, find me the votes phone call that the former president uh, had with Georgia's secretary of state.
3: Yeah, I think they have a lot of evidence that's not been released yet uh, in terms of harassment of voting officials uh in terms of uh trying to uh get get these charges uh changed so my my sense is that there's still a lot more in these cases still to be brought out
2: do you get the sense that this is a stronger case than some of the others does it stack up that way for you you know, I've thought all
3: along, Nathan, that the, the the strongest one could be the the documents in Florida. That's a pretty straightforward case. It's a felony. You can't take documents out of the White House and bring them to your, your home. Uh, uh, all four of these are are pretty strong, and I have a hunch that the document case could be the first one resolved.
2: Does it complicate that case to have this one brought now? I mean, we've talked before about how the schedule is going to get. I mean, it is a lot more complicated uh, heading into a 2024 presidential race. And now you have all these overlapping cases potentially running up against each other.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have uh, a president, uh, a candidate for the presidency, uh, actually having to campaign on weekends, on holidays. He's not going to be able to campaign probably uh, full time because of all these charges. And we shouldn't overlook the fact that Joe and Hunter Biden are part of this narrative also. I think they will be dragged into this. But what has been alleged in terms of Trump far exceed, in my opinion, what the Bidens have done.